we can start. Hi, we're recording today with um, Drew as well. He's a dad. He's a husband. He's a youth minister at a Catholic church. And he just debuted, dropped his new album. I got my little apple cider donuts right here because he was talking about that in the summertime love right before I single dropped. And like, it's about summer, it's about fall. So he did a little last minute run to Jewel. Um, so welcome to my show and thanks for coming on. And do you just want to start off and tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? And I know you've done a couple of podcast episodes before, so you kind of know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Eva. Thanks so much for having me today. Uh, really excited to be on today. Um, I love what you're doing with your podcast and um, just always trying to kind of, uh, yeah, promote good, good art and uh, healthy things, you know, with exercise and all that kind of stuff. So that's awesome. Um, my name's Drew. I go by the artist name Drew, but spell it capital D, capital R, capital U. And um just came out with my debut album, Keep the Heart, um, and a couple weeks before that, came out with my debut single, um, Summertime Love, and so um, it's been surprisingly doing well, you know, and I say surprisingly because I, uh, I've i always been someone who, who has done music, but, um, you know, just kind of got linked up last year with a producer that has helped me put that music out into the world, and so uh, we just passed 2,500 streams uh, a couple days ago, so it's just really neat because you don't know. You just don't know until yeah. it happens. Like, are people going to listen to this? I'm going to have two streams. Am I going to have 10? Am I going to have a follower? Uh, we're, we're at like a, a thousand um, monthly listeners right now, and uh, Summertime Love itself is almost at 2,000 uh, streams by itself, so I just really cool, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and um somewhat surprised and and then also you know you start to really get that confidence like hey man cool i'm a recording artist you know or i'm actually a musician although i've been playing for 20 years um now people know that i'm a musician so it's it's really neat yeah and real quick can you just go through um i know you kind of talked about it a couple of months ago but your logo and like your drill how did that how is it why is it not d-r-e-w why is it d-r-u yeah absolutely that's kind of a funny story so um I was in creative writing class uh, a handful of years ago, a couple handful of years ago, and um, I was a junior or a senior in high school. And um, I love writing, as you know. You know, I wrote a book as well mm -hmm. called uh, uh, "Healing of a Restless Heart" last year and published it. But uh, so, long story short, my friend was like, "Hey, you should mess with the teacher and like write your name, capital D, capital R, capital U." And I was like, "That sounds like a great plan." I didn't know this teacher very well. She didn't know me. And so for the entire year, pretty much that was my name that I wrote solely. I didn't write my last name. I just wrote capital D, capital R, capital U. So, you know, when I was getting back into music real seriously the last year or so, um, I was just trying to think of a creative name that will kind of give me the freedom to be myself, but also give me a little bit more self-expression to kind of get up there and be, you know, a little bit more in my element than just like, uh, drew the husband or dad or whatever you know what I mean so yeah, yeah it's kind of fun and then so let's continue to talk about your music um how'd you get to creating music like what got you the passion who are your like and like who influenced you who influences you today all that kind of stuff yeah absolutely so um you know I, I grew up uh with a, a single mother in a very uh very like rich town and we had I didn't know it, but we were like growing up under the poverty line. And so 
as I got older, um, I started to see my friends' houses and kind of their experiences of life. And I was like, what the heck? This is so different from me. I didn't really have my dad around too much. And so the music that I connected to early on was hip hop and rap because that was the only music that like had the anger that I had inside my heart. So Eminem was probably the earliest influence. Um, going back pretty far when, you know, I'm going to date myself a little bit when my mom gave me my first cassette tape, uh, that was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. So that was kind of playing throughout the house. Um, singer songwriters and kind of like classic rock and roll was what my mom was listening to. Um, I would say the biggest influence actually in my life, uh, besides for like famous musicians, where it was my mom dated somebody who was in a band when I was younger and they would play festivals and you know, stuff like that. And the lead singer uh, was a harmonica player and a saxophone player. And he, he wore like a fedora and like a, a tank top and leather pants. And, you know, to me, it was like, wow, this guy's famous. There's like 100 people at the show, you know, or 200 people. But to me, you know, as a kid, I'm looking like, how does he do that? You know, and there's so much energy and electricity behind what he was doing. Everybody would sing along to every word he sang. He would walk out into the middle of the crowd and like get everybody, you know. And so I just as like a really, really young kid, maybe even like eight or nine, just my blood was like pumping, you know, my heart was beating so hard. Like, this is so cool, you know. And then uh, and then he actually gave me. Um, I don't know if it was his or he bought one, but he gave me a case and inside the case, I think it said my name and it was a harmonica and he like gifted it to me. And so, that's so I think cool. that's when I probably first caught the bug, like, holy cow, you know, like, yeah, that's so cool. And, um, and then, yeah, there's, there's so many, you know, little tiny journeys along the way. I would say my, my first really like singer songwriter musical influence was Jason Murad just because he kind of rapped and played the acoustic guitar and that's mm -hmm. kind of, you know, where a lot of my foundation came from. Yeah. So can we expect this at the Roxy on November 20th, the leather pants, the fedora going out no. in the crowd and everything? Yeah, probably the fedora. I don't know about the leather pants. Um, and I'm not sure if the equipment that I have will allow me to get out into Go the crowd. Yeah. Be around. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Especially when the other guys are playing uh, that are opening for me. So. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the album. Um, from what you've been posting about and what we've been talking um yeah you just said like you've had some success and it's been cool um so like let's talk about that and um I know you've also been like promoting a lot of it on social media like every time I wake up there's like five notifications from Drew like he posted about his album so like did that help too like all the constantly promoting it every day yeah yeah it's interesting um I was thinking about that because that was I saw that was one of the questions we might go over and um, I'm, I'm very new to like social media. So I've, I've had a Facebook since like the end of high school, but I never used it really. And then I just got on Instagram like last fall. So, um, you know, all my buddies, that are musicians, like you go to their Instagram pages and it's like, they've posted 5,000 times, you know, or something. And I, I have like 200 posts, but, um, I just, I just kind of leaned into it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And I started to kind of document the journey in my life and, um, I started to notice, you know, whatever, like in the beginning, you have a few followers, um, then people start to get pretty interested in what you're doing. And then all of a sudden, you know, instead of like 10 people looking at your stuff or whatever, you notice like on a Saturday, there's 75 people looking at your stories or, you know, I have, I have like 350 followers. Then we put out the album and, and, uh, I basically was gaining like a hundred followers a week, those first couple of weeks, you know? And so 
it's kind of remarkable to me because I I'm not someone who uses social media like outside of that. Mm-hmm. I really don't like it. I don't like it like being so integral to my life. I want I'd much rather put down my phone for a whole weekend and like be with my kids and my wife. But I've noticed that um, it really keeps people interested. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and whatever, like I say that I'm going to play a show. And I put put out some information about it, and then you get like five or ten text messages from friends, like, "Hey, I saw you're doing this thing, you know, and where are the tickets? I can't find them online, you know." So it, it really does help quite a bit, and um, it kind of keeps you. It's cool to look back, like even some of your posts from last fall when we first started playing music and stuff. Um, it's cool to see the journey, you know. Yeah. You're like, "Wow, we played this like little tiny show in Westmont." And um, I didn't even know Chris was a drummer, and now he's like legitimately my drummer for my band, you know? So yeah. just crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's what I know. And like, that's what we were talking about too. Like, your show in Westmont, it's so cool how like all the songs have evolved since then. So yeah. it's cool how we can like record that. All right. Let's yeah, talk. No, oh, I never played those those uh, songs live, and um, they weren't really complete yet. Yeah. You know, because I'd never recorded them. So. All right. Can we talk cover art? So I know you recorded. Um, or not recorded. You took a picture outside of your grandma's house, and that's super significant because there's a song called Graham on the album. Sure. I know your producer, Jack, and his girlfriend, Grace, um, helped you take the single cover art and tell us the story behind the debut album cover art, too. Yeah, so um, you want me to kind of tell you the... Yeah, just like little stories about it. Let's talk cover right. arts. Yeah, yeah. So... Um... So I really wanted to give my the cover art to be in front of my grandma's house, right? Uh, she passed away a couple of years ago now or a year and a half ago. And, um, you know, the theme, Keep the Heart, is really like trying to live the way that she lived and the way that she kind of um, made like love so essential in her life, you know, and, and that was always my like place of rest and, and safety. Um, but she doesn't live there anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I talked to my aunt who was a, who's an artist who helped me a little bit with some of this stuff. And, and she was like, yeah, let's meet at grandma's house at blah, 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 you know, whatever time and day. And I'm going to go over there and try to see if they're home and see if we can take a picture. Well, she went like three times and it didn't work, you know? And so we're back at my grandma's house. We hadn't talked to the people. Uh, we're outside the house. Nobody's home. We rang the doorbell and we're like, Oh geez. You know? And so I definitely took some pictures by the house, but like we didn't get the permission, you know yeah. what I mean? So it was like, I would have loved for that to be the cover art. Um, but I just felt like, I think this might be illegal, you know? So we, we ended up taking kind of one by the street sign, which is Church Street. And um, actually in my office here where I, where I play and record some music, I have, you know, one of the old signs that says Church Street, you know, in a picture of my grandparents mm-hmm. there. But uh, yeah, so that's very significant to me because that that was the house we all grew up in as cousins and that was the house we were at every sunday you know for the yeah. first whatever like 10 or 15 years of my life and um so it was very comical because uh we just felt like we were gonna get arrested you know? but, um so that was fun um and then i guess long story short you know we were on vacation in michigan my family and i in south haven there's a college out there and i just told my wife like hey we should just try to get some album art just in case because you know so my wife literally took the picture that's on the album with my iphone and i just you know uh went through and kind of tried to brighten it up a little bit and um add some text to it so that was that was kind of interesting 
I wasn't even looking when she took the picture, so <laughs> I didn't know she was taking the picture, but it turned out to be pretty uh, significant. Then lastly, um, yeah, Grace and Jack kind of helped me with the, the single art. Um, so we went over to Grace's house, who's, who's the person who I've used as a graphic designer, and she used Jack's camera. And Jack, it was very hot that day, so I'm in jeans. It's like already 100, and, uh, and I'm sitting like an inch away from fire, you know, so I'm just sweating bullets. And um, I'm just sitting there, like getting my pictures taken, like playing music and stuff. And Jack is throwing logs on the fire so that like, like sparks of fire will come out so that the picture will have sparks, you know, and that's what we ended up using. So it was, it was pretty fun. The, the coolest part about that to me and some of the pictures that Jack took when we were in Chicago at one of our shows um, is that, you get like these professional photos and you get to kind of use them as marketing. Yeah. So we, we took a number of photos for the single, um, and then the one specific one we used for the actual cover art. So, um, yeah, very entertaining. Experience. I love that story. Yeah. 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 It's a lot pretty involved, but, um, yeah, I'm so glad to have both of them. They're, they're so creative and so, uh, so good to be around, you know, and I definitely am very creative and artistic, but they have specific talents mm -hmm. that, that have been really helpful to me and um especially jack obviously i, I had no chance of putting my my music into the world without him so i agree i agree um so i've been wanting to ask you this question for months um you made a post about it like a long time ago um and i think people outside of like making music can relate to this you said it's been a lot of learning mostly how to pre appreciate my own art music voice etc how do you learn to appreciate your own voice and is there any advice for the rest of us yeah, that's, that's a tough one, you know, and it, it kind of goes back to, um, it's really a deep question, you know, yeah. like, not to be like super philosophical or anything, but just, um, I think a lot of it has to do with our experiences of growing up and how we were either appreciated or neglected, you know, as children in some sort of way, or the ways in which you, you might have had like some wounds growing up, whether that be friends who made fun of you for it, or, you know, whatever. So, um, so for me, I had an experience where, you know, one of my, uh, family members kind of told me like, don't do music, you know, and like, essentially they said, um, there was definitely some alcohol involved, you know, and they said, essentially they said like, your, your, your art is like worthless, you know, like don't do it. So as a, whatever, 19 or 18 year old at the time, like that really hurt me. And it, it, it has taken me this long to heal from that. Yeah. ultimately and put put my music out into the world and and, and agree with myself like <laughs> basically like this is a calling i really believe it's a calling and because i'm so scared of it you know and, and i'm not necessarily you know me a little bit better than some of the listeners yeah. like i'm not necessarily someone who is fearful of many things mm -hmm. and i get up in front of a lot of people to do a lot of things but playing my music in front of people um early on there's nothing more terrifying i mean it's so close to like being like, I'm going to leave before I have to start, you know? Um, so how did I kind of get through that? You know, ultimately I think more than anything, it's prayer, you know, and, and learning to be loved by God. Um, I know you kind of have like a, a Catholic or Christian worldview and um, maybe some of the listeners don't or do, but you know, that's waking up early in the morning and just like giving my life over to Jesus and being like, Lord, I surrender my art to you and I want to use it to glorify you and whatever that looks like, um, use me, you know, and yeah. 
and that's cool because then he's in control and I'm not, and I don't have to worry about like whether people like my art or not, because you know he'll he'll bring the people around that do. And yeah. um, so that's that's kind of the most basic answer that I can give on that. So is that kind of how known by known and loved came to be, like through that experience? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's why I put it in the middle of the album, kind of right before uh, Legends, because yeah. Legends is kind of a cocky <laughs> track, you know. And, I kind of want to be like equated with the greatest of all time um when i can't get there unless i i uh i know that i'm loved by god and like everything's okay you know what i mean and then yeah. and then after that it's kind of like oh, i don't care let me just get up here and grab the mic you know so i love that and then also another kind of go um going with the same thing uh, i saw your post recently and they played um, known and loved at a work meeting. How'd that make you feel? And like, did you have confidence in it? Were you like, oh, this is so weird. Like, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So, so um, yeah, I work, uh, one of the many hats that I wear is uh, at the Do Youth Ministry uh, for a, a pastor who's a friend of mine here in the suburbs. And um, we had a, a work meeting where we had everybody on staff come and we're kind of going through this program that we're going to roll out to the whole church. And, um, and everybody at my work has been listening to my music, you know, which is really neat. And they, some of them are going to come to the show. They've already bought tickets to the Roxy, you know. Um, and so, yeah, like I walk into the meeting and she's, you know, the lady who's running it. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play your music. So the funny story about it is known and loved. What I just told you was right before uh, Where the Legends Are. And Where the Legends Are is a hip hop track um, where I like cuss one time. You know, I say hell. Uh, oh, I was like, you do. hey, don't don't let this uh, this next one play, like put this on repeat, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm like a little sweating bullets, like, oh my gosh, if Father Mark hears hell on my music, he's gonna throw me out of the church. Uh, so that's kind of like, the, that's kind of the funny thing that's going on um, in my mind. But yeah, I've, I've, I've gained a ton of confidence, you know, in terms of like believing that I'm an actual artist and that people actually wanna hear me. The first thing people say when they hear the music is, wow, the production value is like so professional. So kudos to Jack. And the second thing they say uh, almost immediately is like, you have a great voice. Yeah. And that's something that only in the last like nine or 10 months have I agreed, like I got a pretty good voice, you know, like I could sing. But uh, but early on, I they call it, um, uh, I don't know what the actual term is for it, but basically like, because we don't believe in ourselves, it's like you sing to a, an ability that's much lower than your actual ability to sing because you're afraid and so there's kind of just like this way of going about it that you have to convince yourself that you can really sing before you do otherwise like giving a speech you know it's like yeah. you get up in front of the class and you're like this is going to be really bad and you say it out loud and then you do bad and then you're like sorry everyone yeah whereas if you stand up and you're like in your head you're like this is going to be awesome let's go you know it just, you know, uh, more than a lot of people, how powerful kind of like affirmation for yourself mm -hmm. is. And, and that's kind of where it, uh, I have to go. So, yeah. So real quick, let's talk about your recording, uh, your recording process. Um, so we talked a little bit about Jack. He's your recording thing and he has a studio in his house. Did you record it right there and is in that little studio room thing? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, it's, it's almost surprising, you know, like, uh, he, he's got his, uh, yeah, the whole room is, is yeah. a recording studio. And so 
you know, the first time I go there, like, I'm, I don't know what to expect. I'm nervous to like sing in front of someone I don't know at all. Like I didn't know him at all. And um, he was like, yeah, let's record together. So, so first off I had to sing in front of him, you know, which I was terrified of. And he, and the first thing he said was like, wow, you can really sing, you know? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and then, and then the second thing he was like, he was like, I can never sing like that. That's cool. You know? And I was like, thanks bro and then he's like where'd you learn how to sing and i was like what are you talking about <laughs> you know what i mean so it's just like just to have somebody believe in you right off the bat yeah. is like surprising and then um you know his his he's got like i mean i don't know how many pianos he has but it looks oh, like I know. when you walk in there yeah. he's got the led lights on he's got everything i'm like is this worth more than the house or like how how many thousands of dollars is it it's amazing you know, but he's committed to his craft and, and he committed really early on. And so I'm so lucky to be able to be with this, with this dude, you know, at this point in his life and my life that we've both really worked on our craft a ton. And when we link together, it just like, you know, there's some kind of, you know, I call, I would definitely call it magic that happens when I give him a song, he looks at it and listens to it for a month. And then all of a sudden he sends back a demo. that sounds almost nothing like what we initially recorded. And I'm like, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, so that's really cool. And again, I'm happy to answer more questions on that, but yeah. Can we talk about Oh Grace though? That's one of my favorite tracks off of the album for obvious reasons. Um, so what inspired the song? Let's talk a little bit about the background of the song. Cause there did, wasn't yeah. a, cause there wasn't originally a rap in Oh Grace, was there? And now there is. Yeah, there was always the intent to have a rap in it and, and, you know, um, Mandala or Dominic was always on the track, but nobody oh. knew about it. Oh. So when I performed it, he had already actually recorded the demo, but it, but we didn't um, we didn't yet like put that out to the public. So yeah. so when I played Oh Grace for the first time, he had already had his section where he raps, but I just cut that out of the song and then I just go right into the third chorus, which is you know Amazing Grace. Yeah. So he recorded the demo like a year ago, you know. Um, and then he came back a few months later and recorded the final demo for it. But, um, yeah, the, the inspiration by that song is kind of what I talked about earlier is, you know, a family member just kind of telling me that my art was worthless and I was kind of, kind of amount to nothing, you know, in, in life or in, in art, uh, music specifically. And, um, and so that's, that's kind of the first half of the song. And then honestly, the second half of the song is more geared towards like when I first started out as a husband, dad, and working, you know, full time, I just found it really difficult and growing up in kind of a semi-traumatic environment, I just had a lot of really bad habits, you know, and I would really run from life in general. And so, when, you know, that line where I say like, um, you know, I'm thinking like in my memories, basically like back to when I said I couldn't make it because you said I couldn't make it. Mm -hmm. And I said, I couldn't make it. And I said like, Lord, my life, just take it. Like one that's like, so I want to surrender my life to Jesus, but I really was in a, a place of like deep depression at that time. And I, I didn't really want to like move on with my life. I know that can be surprising to some people when they look at kind of how my life is now, but um, I was just really sad for a number of years. And I was, I was really struggling through trying to become the person I wanted to become without any really role models or mentors in my life. And um, so in some ways the song's a little sad, but uh, I think Dominic, kind of brightens it up with his rap and then just makes it cool or sound cool. And then, you know, the last, the last line is really like, God, I really was like running from you and you found me and you saved me. And, um, the only way in which I'm able to move on from, from 
that tra- trauma is like believing not that I'm worthless, but that I'm like, I'm like loved by you. And that's, yeah. you know, when it, it kind of says like, uh, when you say to me, Oh, grace, like that's what he says to us. He speaks grace to us and he speaks to us in such um, tender ways. Um, and that's something that we have to really lean into to believe his love, you know? Yeah. I love that. Um, so yeah. real quick, we're almost done. We're going to wrap it up. Um, but yeah, okay. uh, let's talk about all these big projects you have coming up. You have like two shows in the next like three months. So do you want to promote that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, so I got connected with this touring company called Bridging the Music. Um, they reached out to me through email and that was really cool. They had like my artist name in the tagline and it just said, um, Drew, can you perform October 6th in Chicago? You know, and, you know, I had to like kind of look into that and um, I don't know how like mega big they are, but I, you know, I went to their account. They have like 10,000 followers and, you know, a few of my artist friends follow them. So I felt somewhat secure and kind of moving forward because you never know with that kind of stuff. Um, so the show is going to be in Chicago. It's at the Underground Lounge. It's October 6th. I, uh, I go on stage at 845. And I'll play till about 9.15. And um, it's right next door to Cubby Bear uh, in the city. It's in the, the um, this you know little neighborhood of Wrigleyville. It's a four-minute walk from uh, Wrigley Field. So if you're familiar with Chicago or you're around, uh, come on out. The tickets are online. If you follow me on Instagram, Drew is Bell Music. Um, otherwise, you can go to the actual re- website for Bridging the Music. And hopefully we'll throw some links somewhere you know, yeah. together. Um, second big thing is November 20th. Uh, that's going to be at the Roxy, uh, which is a place where a lot of us musicians, people who like art really love. It's a very nice little venue, probably a hundred people. There's only a hundred tickets. Um, and, uh, it's a great place because they really care about the artists. So they really just, they take money for drinks and then you make whatever money, you know, for your ticket sales. So it's, it's, that's the way that music makers make music uh, make money is through merchandise and shows and they know that so um so yeah november 20th it starts at 7 15 gonna go to 9 15 we have joe bartley who's um you know a young adult in the area he's got his band indigo skies they're playing and then my buddy josh goodman and a few good men are gonna play as well so there there's gonna be three full bands including my band which uh, I can't I can't tell you exactly you know who's gonna all be in that, but uh, I'm really excited to to jump on stage with those those guys. So so it's a surprise who's in your band. It's Is this true. what this means? Yes. Now I have to wait so long. Yeah, yeah, it will go fast. You know how the fall goes around here. It's it's really quick. So I'm so excited. All right. Well, I guess you already kind of promoted your Instagram. It's Drew Isbell Music. You have a YouTube. It's just Drew, right? Yeah, capital D, capital R, capital U. Um, the last kind of big thing that I announced is that we have um, I have a music video coming out, yes. and uh, that's really exciting. So we start filming on Thursday next week, one week from today. So, um, long story short, um, he's a Emmy nominated uh, cinematographer who reached out to me um, through a mutual friend, uh, Francis, and um, he decided that he wanted to work with me and. I was looking for a music video, you know, so I'm, I'm surprised uh, in some ways that people keep supporting the art. Um, but you start to believe in yourself for sure when so many people continue to want to learn more, you know what I mean? So it's really cool. Yeah. All right. 
I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for yeah. a little early morning session. We can't wait for the shows. Yeah, thanks, Ethan. And keep up the, the good work with uh, the podcast and all the stuff thanks. you're doing, too. So. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. I'm going to sign it out. Thanks, Drew.